When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? Oh, yes, indeed. Trade afternoons. Can you handle the heat for McDonald's at West Spicy Range at Macca's is out and about. Sam Edmund with you for the next couple of hours. My partner in crime. I'll tell you what, I loved it yesterday. I couldn't wait to get back here for more. Brendan Goddard is here. BJ, welcome. Hello, Sam. Don't scrub. I mean, I mean every word. You're putting mayo on everything. I'm not putting mayo on nothing. Long day for you. That's what uh, this is really. Do you think fatigue setting in right about now? Yeah, probably. You need to you need to pick me up. A little yeah. bit of McCafe coffee. Yeah, absolutely correct. You didn't need to pick me up at all this morning because you didn't get your basketball game in last no. night. So no energy expended. No. What and I was holding off. Uh, the fire alarm went off just before we were about to start, and the opposition had two players, so they were likely to forfeit. And then all of a sudden the fire alarm's gone off. So we you smell a <laughs> smell a red. And then uh, no, and then um, safety precautions kicked in, and there was some smoke coming out of one of the toilets with a black liquid flowing out the door on the floor. So oh it was boy. quite quite serious. Where was this? That's at MSAC. All right, just about to tip off, and yeah. they had two players. Yeah, that's yeah right. someone's definitely flushed something they shouldn't have. Yep. So to save themselves a couple of dollars, they didn't want to forfeit. I think. And then... Haven't had much luck since you got back from Bali. Parking <laughs> ticket, aborted basketball games. Thanks for bringing it up. The wife found that in the car this morning. But you left it lying around. Yeah, I made mention of it. Yep. What was it? Worth? Already. Was this was it a big a, sting? A big one. A big one. Yeah. They get big now, don't for they? Three minutes in a loading zone. Yeah. Getting a oh coffee. loading, they get you. Yeah. Are we talking? We're triple? talking one hundred and eighty-five dollars. One hundred and eighty-five dollar parking yeah. ticket. It's good, isn't it? They're wow. For three minutes and plus a coffee. So it's, you know, $191 these days. It's an expensive, <laughs> I don't know what sort of coffee you drink. But latte. It's expensive latte. Uh, Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio, of course, uh, this day for the trade period and shaping to be a busy one, BJ. A busy one in here for us because our segments are multiplying quickly. Um, we've got our usual uh, what's the deal. Can we get a sound check on uh, what's the deal there, boss? Yeah, just uh, thought we'd do a, a, a systems check. Now, happy to take nominations for what's the deal as well. 0419187323. If there's a specific pending trade that you think we need to discuss and thrash out, give us a, a nomination off the text. Obviously, you can call at any time. one BJ's bomb went absolutely viral yesterday. The talk oh, yeah. of the trade world. Uh, just a sound check on BJ's bomb. It's time for BJ's bomb. Thank you, Craig. I might have mentioned uh, that, that was Ian Turp. I don't think Turps is with us anymore, so that's probably a faux pas. Uh, and we've got a new segment, uh, a fact or fiction that you threw at me yesterday, sort of impromptu style. Yeah. And I think have we got a bit of a, we might have a sound check on fact or fiction. No, we're getting the hold up. Oh, it's still in operation, ground <laughs> under repair. But uh, you're going to fire something at me a little bit later on. And with the help of our, 
our family here on Trade Afternoons. You can let us know what uh, you'd like us to sift through, whether it be fact or fiction, 0419187323. We're still working uh, on the sound effect for fact or fiction. I'll be interested to hear that one. Right. It's a big news day today, though, on day four, BJ. Um, Josh Dunkley. Uh, that move is up on blocks at the moment. Isaac Rankin, though, the exact opposite. I think we'll hear something today from uh, the Isaac Rankin camp and the Adelaide Crows and the Gold Coast Suns over an exchange for um, the goal-kicking forward. Brody Grundy in the works as well. A lot of intrigue over Jacob Hopper and where that's at and the flow-on effect from that when it comes to, to other to other uh, GWS players. Didn't that sort of catch for, escalate quickly, mm-hmm. as Ron Burgundy would say? Uh, Hunter Clark not going anywhere at this stage, it looks like. And then Jack Bowes. You know, for everything uh, Jack Bowes has, uh, has done in the game, that might just well be one of the biggest deals going around, Jack Bowes. Biggest uh, being uh, biggest bargains. Biggest is in the interest attached to it, the appetite for it from every club. And the intrigue from all of us here wondering where it's going. And then the outrage. Have you got a gauge of how many clubs were actually A good handful legitimately interested. interested. Once yeah. the pick seven came into it? Yeah. Well, certainly it came down to the final three who were active bidders, being Hawthorne, Essendon, and Geelong. Yep. And Jack Bowes did a tour of all three, met with all three. Mm-hmm. But then I think if you extrapolate further, North Melbourne uh, had an interest as well and a number of other clubs. So, uh, And the outrage is the other thing. Having the punters just sort of come for Geelong. A tall poppy syndrome. Off its dial at the moment. Good on them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, don't, no, and, don't. Then, and then have we, we haven't heard from uh, uh, Bow's side in terms of what was the overriding factor for Geelong? Yeah. I no, read they... yesterday it was because they were arguably interested mid-season and showed the most interest in him before the seven... Pick seven was thrown in I there. think that's right. Yeah. I think that's absolutely right. He will play there. And people don't want to hear that. They don't like to hear it. But they've been watching this guy for a while. The interest in the player is real. And I think he plays through the midfield. I really think he will get a look in there. You know, I, I rate him. I said yesterday that he's, a, he's got to think about the best choice for him and is it Geelong. So it was more of a question. Um, he wouldn't be put there by his management if they didn't get an assurance that he was going to be given every chance. Now... Tom Atkins got yeah, a look well, in there. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure every club that we're interested, we're giving him assurances. But, but it's, of, there's, yeah, but it's what the it's one thing to hand over the brochure, but what does the brochure actually look like? What are yeah, you told? Well, that's, what, that's what, what I'm do they saying? S- that he, he would have done his, you know, research and study, and or should have. But yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So Tom Atkins got a look in there because there was opportunity. But I, I look at Gold Coast and I see took. Raul Anderson took Raul Anderson. They've almost got a monopoly on that engine room in there. Whereas I, I look at the Cats, Swallow, you know, there's Guthrie, Atkins, you know, Selwood, Dangerfield, Parfit. The the list goes on and on. Duncan, at, Duncan at the Cat at the Suns. There's seemingly a reluctance to change that too much. I think that's rare these days. I think most clubs, not not all clubs, have the flexibility and depth that say Geelong do, but most clubs want to get higher rotations through there because there's a there's a bigger emphasis on being fresher, you know, faster. There's, there's with restrictions on interchange, obviously. But if you could then rotate them through on the ground, you're obviously not taking up interchange. But if you can get guys on there that are fresher, I think that has an impact. And then there's the balance too, because I think we've seen teams in all levels really be, be really one-dimensional in terms of what they have there in mm. the midfield. So in terms of you can't have three legitimate inside bulls that can't spread and get away from the contest or can't find the ball in general play. You can't have three of those. So it's important to have that right mix. And so I think the, the Cats look at him and think, he might be better than anything we've got coming up from underneath. 
So we, we yeah, get him de- in. definitely. It'll be a four-year deal too. They'll double and, the and two. Not, like, to be fair, not a lot of people have seen him as a midfielder. And, no. and, and the little senior footy that he has played, it's with Gold Coast respectfully. Not a lot of people watch them. And he's played half back, maybe a bit of wing, hasn't he? Yeah. Like, I haven't seen no, a same. lot of him. I'll put my hand up and say so, I'm, I, I know little. Yeah. I know little. But the Cats seemingly know plenty. A deal's still got to be done, though, mind you. So... A future second, I think, would loom as the more likely option, but the Cats are dealing hard right now, and, and they probably have to because we've spoken at length about Tanner Brew and Ollie Henry. As a rival, this manager said they're trying to win every game to love at the moment. So that's how they're working <laughs> it at the moment. Good fellas, though, down at Geelong in Andrew Mackey well, and Stephen Wells, of course. be honest. Exactly. Um, but they are absolutely trying to, trying to screw down Gold Coast as best they can for that particular player. Fact or fiction, I believe we can do a sound check on that now. Oh... <laughs> It's time for fact or fiction. She's <laughs> a putting Craig Willis to work, aren't we? Yep. <laughs> All right. So we've got three segments to get to a little bit later on, but we love your involvement. One three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight oh four one nine one eight seven three two three. I wanted to talk to you about Josh Dunkley as well, BJ, a player who put his hand up and after much intrigue and delay nominated the Brisbane Lions as his club of choice after telling the Western Bulldogs that he will um, put in a trade request. This is the second time. Second time, indeed. Don't forget. That's right. A boarded move to Essendon because they wouldn't budge because they wanted two top 10 picks at the time, the Dogs. Not two first-rounders, two top 10s. Set that price because they had no intention of releasing him with a couple yep. of years to go on the contract. So that was what they did. Now he's out of contract. And, and this so deal... then two years go by, so yep. no interest to leave last year. Nope. And then now he's out of contract. Yep put in a trade request for Brisbane. And it goes with that saying that Brisbane are trying to have their cake and eat it too because they're going to have to balance their picks to to give the pointy picks to the dogs for Josh Dunkley. At the same time, if they didn't have Josh Dunkley, they'd be getting rid of all their, their pointy end picks and and building an, an army of, of second, third, fourth, fifth round picks just so they can match these bids for their father's sons. Mm-hmm. So they've got two balls in the air at the same time, both at very different ends of the spectrum. So there'd been discussions between Brisbane and the Dogs around offering Brisbane offering 15 and a future first-round pick. Now, the Lions will finish near the pointy end of the ladder too, mind you, you'd think, next year. So bear that in mind. Now, the Dogs weren't thrilled with that. So it's similar again. But the first round will be anywhere between... 15 and a... Yeah. yeah, probably. But the Dogs were aware at the same time that Brisbane just don't have access to that. And you know, what you've got is what you've got. It's not ideal, but we'll move on and we'll make hay with what we're given. But the Lions also wanted the Dogs to give back BJ... They're two second round picks, thirty and thirty nine. <laughs> well, you have to, and a future third. Well, but for every for everyone out there, the listeners, they they it's like they're bargaining. They start it. They start discussions. You got to you got to start somewhere. So it's like when you go into to buy a car or you go to buy a house or whatever it is. You start you start at top or bottom, and you you somewhere like meet in the middle. So that's. Like, it sounds ridiculous, but that's just the starting point. Well, the dogs were staggered. And, and Brisbane said, well, we're giving you what you want. And the dogs are saying, no, you're not giving well, us what we like want. It was like Fremantle when they said, if you want Rory yeah. Lobb, we'll have Bont and Pally or Norton. Like, So it got to a point yesterday or the day before where Brisbane said, take it or leave it. If you don't take this deal, we'll just trade 15 out. And the dogs said, oh, trade 15 out. And they did. did. So they did. So the dogs are pointing to Tim Taranto as the example. 12 and 19, Richmond just got it done. The dogs are saying... Josh Dunkley's every bit the player Tim Taranto is. In fact, they think maybe even more given what he's achieved at this stage of his career, slightly more. 
So the lines went up. We need the points. We won't be able to get the two kids in if we do that, Ashcroft and Fletcher. So they did that trade. So as we've said, the lines are in a delicate position. But we're back to square one here on this deal. But now with some real frustration attached, the dogs aren't going to give anything back. Now, the dogs had a meeting last night where they said, right, if this runs its course and we don't get anywhere, are we prepared to send him to the preseason draft? I'm glad you brought this up. And they, and I know you, you would say, and a lot of people would, and history would say it's a, it's a, it's an empty threat at the moment. But they resolved in their own mind that they would be committed to getting nothing for him if it got to that. It's a very real prospect at the moment. The stance is part principle, part anger at the fact that Brisbane haven't come close to being reasonable with what the dogs think is is fair price. Mind you, there's still a lot long time to go. If Brisbane can get 21 that they've got now down again, closer to 15. The future first rounder comes back into play. I think the dogs would have to consider that, but they're they're irritated somewhat that the Lions knew all year that their kids were coming through, yep. and they haven't adequately prepared for that in their mind, and yet they've committed to Dunkley. So the Lions nowhere near it at the moment, as far as the Western Bulldogs are concerned, albeit with a few days to go. They're committed to Dunkley. Dunkley's committed to them. So how do you think Dunkley's feeling at the minute? Well, but- Probably not great. He and his manager. There'd be some natural anxiety. Who's, he, who's his manager? Uh, his manager is Liam Pickering. Pickers. Yep. So so they've got a commitment from Brisbane and all of a sudden it's starting to look very murky. And then the thought of him having to walk to the preseason draft is going to be very demoralizing for him. And there's still like... There's a long remind, way to remind, go. Rem, yeah. yeah, I know. But remind, worst case scenario, you've got to prepare for the worst, don't you? So how does that look when he goes to the preseason draft? So they've got their pick in the preseason draft, which is well, it's way back. They can't, way he, back. Can't, he can't get to Brisbane. He, he couldn't get to Brisbane if he went into the. So pre-season. then they, he nominate he nominates a price, right? Yeah, but he so couldn't get that far back. So well, it's so that's what I'm saying, and yeah. then it becomes really like uncomfortable for him. And this is saying worst case scenario, you got you got to spitball that, don't you? And the dogs are even saying we'd be open to having him back. How about that? <laughs> If he would well, come, we'll, we'll take him back. Yeah, well, he's out of contract, so he's got to agree on a contract then to go back. But, geez, it would And it'd, I know history's It would be, be pretty embarrassing that the, the, if this all blew up again, they weren't willing to let him walk to the preseason draft or whatever. That happens and then offer him a new contract and expect him to come back for the second time. Yeah, well, no, that's impossible to, to consider that, isn't it, basically? But I know history would say clubs say this and they do the deal, but at the moment it is a long way from happening. I can tell you that as of this morning, albeit as we say, with several days still to go. So much can change in a day, let alone a handful. I want to get to the open lines, BJ. Just before we do, this was Danny Daly, the Brisbane Lions head of football. He was on the early trade today with Kane Corns and Matthew Lloyd, and the two of them asked him about the Josh Dunkley progression. Obviously, I'm not going to go into specific details of of the trade, etc., but... You know, our, our list manager, Dom, and Sam Power have had a, a couple of good discussions already, and uh, we feel like we're on track to, to get the deal done at some stage. So, you know, um, out of respect for the dogs, obviously can't go into what that looks like at the minute, but, you know, we're working towards that getting done, and, and hopefully it'll all be uh, ticked off in the next few days or so. So that was Danny Daly at the Brisbane Sounds Lions. confident. Yeah. Whether he's bluffing or not, I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but they're on the right track, he said, to get the deal done. Dodoro so where, where, where does sorry before we move off Dunkley, where does he sit in the in the pecking order? So you have got uh, Ashcroft and uh, Jasper Fletcher, Fletcher, Gunston. Gunston's a pretty easy one, but in terms of, I think they'd be pretty desperate to get him in. Based, I think on they're going to have to trade for him yeah. too. But that that's going to probably be a, a third, yeah. late third rounder or something like Not that much. to protect their but still still a pick. Yep, still points. a pick. Yep, uh, and then you got Dunkley. 
Well, clearly at the moment their priorities are with the kids. Yeah. Now they're, they're trading would they're trading would suggest that given they've got those glutter picks in at the moment to match those bids. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens here with, with Josh Dunkley. Um, absolutely. Give us your thoughts on that. 0419187323. Uh, let's go to the open line, as I say. BJ Jack's up in Brisbane. He wanted to talk about Josh Dunkley. How are you, Jack? G'day, guys. I'm just wondering, do you think Brisbane could possibly get creative with someone like a Cam Rainer, maybe get a second or third team involved, maybe get some picks that they can then send off for Dunkley? Well, you wouldn't want to trade Cam Rainer, would you, well, Jack? Uh, Danny, it was it Danny Daly that said, Surely. Jack, that he's, he's not, going, not anywhere. going anywhere. We're happy with yeah. him. He's happy here. He's off the table, mm, so categorically. I think so. we can put a line through that one then, Jackie boy. Yeah. I think Jack's keen on Dunkley. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we get what he's saying. Maybe yep. a player could be involved. Uh, Jack Payne's a name that we've spoken about a bit on this on this program already in this trade period as well. Um, but they've got some work to do, Brisbane, for sure. Manny's in Mitcham. We raised Jacob Hopper's name earlier as well. How are you there, Manny? G'day, mate. You can hear me fine? I can hear got you, you perfectly. Ah, beautiful. Um, so... I had a question about Jacob Hopper. I read a few articles pretty recently where GWS are kind of asking for a little bit more from Richmond. I was wondering if that trade falls out for whatever reason, would GWS still be interested in trading to Geelong as they were pretty interested in Radicalia when they wanted Jeremy Cameron, yeah? So, like, if they would still be interested with that and maybe some future of first-rounders help. Jacob Hopper going back to Geelong. Yeah. Well, Hopper's, his, Hopper's contract is his contract, though, Manny. I, th- I think that ruled Geelong out initially, and I think it still will now. Um, Geelong just won't come to the table for, for Hopper for the price that uh, that he has and that he wants, and that's why he's joining Richmond on that seven-year deal. And a lot's changed, obviously, at the Cats in recent times as well with um, with the three kids that they're going to bring in. I just can't see Jacob Hopper getting back to, getting back to that Hopper's, table with Geelong. Hopper's agreed to a seven-year deal also. At Richmond. Gosh. Yes. Yes, that is true. A, uh, another trade that uh, is in a bit of strife, just at the moment anyway, is the Jason Horn francis one uh, to Port Adelaide, the three-way deal that uh, was exposed yesterday between North, Port Adelaide, and West Coast. I just could not see how this would possibly work for, for West Coast, BJ. We might flesh this out after the break, but it would essentially involve the Eagles splitting pick two in exchange for Port Adelaide's pick eight and Port Adelaide's future first-round pick, which if Port Adelaide get the players in that they're supposedly getting in, then well, he's going to come late in the first round, you'd think. So they're signing off on a deal that goes from two to eight mm. in the short term and then a late first round of the, the following year as well. And they also wanted Port Adelaide Junior Rioli involved in that deal as well. So that is a, a big price for West Coast to, uh, to pay, I would have thought. Not sure if that trades um, also up on blocks at the moment, but it might be back to the drawing board. Riley Bonner is a name that has been mentioned. In fact, the only name that has any reality attached to it at all, being involved in the Jason Horn Francis deal, and a North Melbourne interest in Riley Bonner. I'm not overly sure. You're listening to Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tires, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. We're off and running here on Trade Afternoon. Sam Edmund and Brendan Goddard with you. Chase will get to you next in Caulfield and a news update not too far away as well. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? 
a trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Welcome back. We've got Fact or Fiction to come. BJ's bomb, which has gone nuts. And what's the deal, which we're happy to take some nominations for. Don't be shy. 0419 Throw us a trade subject and tell us what the deal should be. Here on Trade Afternoons, a Beaumont's news update. We we're just speaking about Josh Dunkley, but the dogs still chasing two first-round picks for him. Brisbane did bite the bullet and trade out their first-round pick, pick 15, to uh, get some more points in to match those father-son picks in November's national draft. And uh, that has uh, irritated the Western Bulldogs, I think it's fair to say at the moment. So back to square one on that deal. And Gold Coast, speaking of deals, uh, struck a deal with Fremantle to send Josh Corbett over there. This one was always happening. It's a future fourth-round pick for Josh Corbett, who set the VFL a lot in a couple of games this year. But he comes across 190 centimetres, 33 games in four years, and uh, might have even been a delisted free agent uh, at the end of the day at Gold Coast. But it is a future fourth. There was a chance and a hope, I suppose, from the Suns that uh, Corbett and Jeremy Sharp would be done together. But Jeremy Sharp's deal is going to take a little bit more time. Isaac Rankin likely to be traded to Adelaide, possibly today. The Suns will send Rankin to the Crows in exchange for pick number five. And then there'll be a sweetener back the other way, as we said earlier, from the Adelaide Crows. Uh, more relating to next year's draft is my understanding when the Suns have a few academy players coming through. Tylers, you need stock fast. Well, Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. You have some sympathy for Josh Dunkley, don't you? I know he touched on it, but a couple of years ago, you put your head up, you expose yourself, you nominate the trade in contract. It doesn't happen to Essendon. 24 months later, you do the same. And it's a long way from over, of course. But at the moment, you'd be hoping, oh, God, not again. Slightly different situation this year, him being out of contract. So that's the risk you run when in contract, when you sign a contract. The club obviously expects you to fulfill those terms. And then he ran that risk and made himself vulnerable in contract. And then this year's slightly different. So Mm -hmm. there's a bit more uh, power back the other way in terms of um, being in control of his destiny because he's out of contract. Port Adelaide want to have their cake and eat it too, says Dan. They don't have the capital to fairly compensate the bottom two teams from this year, so they are hoping to screw both West Coast and North Melbourne down to get it done without giving up a player to increase their bargaining ability. As I said, it's every team. They try and get the best deal for them, and then at some point, I don't think any team buckles these days, do they? It's probably very rare that the deal gets done as as efficiently – in good faith as, say, a Taranto and Richmond, just mm. um, this and this and this. Yeah, okay, done. Yeah, Richmond have won some friends over that exchange at the moment just by virtue of the fact they're aware of the value of the player and they didn't muck around. And they, Taranto was a priority. Hopper's a little bit trickier, again, for the reasons you mentioned, being in contract and out of contract. I think they'll get there, though. I think they'll absolutely get there and they'll be well worth the outlay. Chase has been waiting in Caulfield. He wants to talk about the Kangaroos and the prized pick one selection in the draft. How are you, Chase? Yeah, good. Thanks, BJ. Sam, how are you? We're well. I'm just interested in what North Melbourne are going to do with their first selection. They're obviously quite saturated in the midfield department with the likes of Simpkin, LDU, Ethan Powell, Anderson Phillips, and depending on Horn Francis. But um, just interested to see if they're going to go for someone like Sardis or Wardlaw um, when maybe they'd prefer someone like Harry Sheasel, who's a forward and, and could fill their needs. There's also a bit of a predicament because you don't want to pass up on one of the best talents in the country. Mm. 
It's a good point. I think it comes down to an argument that if they need to fill a void, it's whether so. Just assume Horn Francis goes. There's obviously then a, a, needs to be a void filled in the midfield. So I think that's a little bit easier. But if they're trying to fill, in particular, a key position spot, either being back or forward, I think the draft's pretty thin, isn't it? And yep. Again, I'm not across this. This is probably for the exchange boys. But yeah. my understanding is the best talent. I think you just mentioned him, Harry from. Um, He's from North Ballarat. I've actually seen a bit of him on the socials playing left footer, but there's it's actually pretty thin. So then you're running the risk of potentially taking a guy that's, you know, maybe a 10 to 12 pick mm. in the top three just because you're trying to fill a void as opposed to this argument gets brought up all the time, taking the best available player at that time. And, and I'm going to say the, the top eight players are all midfielders. Yeah, well, Chase is right. They've got an abundance of them down there. Yeah. That's not what they're looking for at all. So um, even with Jason or Francis going. Um, it'll be interesting to see, Jason. I know Brady Rawlings is on the record of saying, you know, keeping it open uh, as a mm. possibility, which clubs do, because you never know what's going to shake out of the tree at the end of the day. So you'd be mad to shut the door on that. But we'll see what happens. The, fa- the famous one, I'd say, is, is St Kilda, right? Mm. That, for memory, again, correct me if I'm wrong, in recent times where they made the decision to fill a void with Paddy McCartan being a key forward, which they needed. That was obvious. <laughs> and obviously, who goes then after mm-hmm. Christian Petrarca? Who else is there? There's no... Yeah, we'll go through it. I don't yeah, think yeah, St. Kilda supporters want us to go through it. I know this. that. But then they made a conscious decision, which you can't really knock them for, that we needed forward, and he was the best forward in that draft. Yep. And they, they didn't roll the dice as such, but it didn't didn't turn out. So that's, I think, North Melbourne need to make that decision. Do we do that? And arguably take a guy that's not as, you know, as kind of solidified as a top five pick or the, like, you know, deserving a top five tall, tall spot position, that's it's, it's, it's a hard one for recruiters. Thanks for the call, Chase. Tommy's up in Adelaide. He wants to uh, come at it from a Brisbane point of view. How are you, Tommy? Yeah, well, boys. Hey, uh, I just want some clarification and, and your point of view around it. Why wouldn't Brisbane just go, look, we're going to get three top-end talents in the next two years. Why don't we just go into points deficit and get this Dunkley deal done first up? Yeah, which has been done. I think Fremantle were the most recent side to do it, so it's not unheard of. Tom, I can't answer that question, though, because I haven't been able to put it to anyone at, at Brisbane. I'm not sure if Danny was asked about that well, this morning. There's a, a task for you. Yeah, a bit of homework. Tom. But but clearly, Tom, they're not prepared to because they're getting the picks in yeah. at the moment to, to satisfy these bids for the Father Son. So for whatever reason, they're not prepared to do that. And um, they're prioritising those two over Josh Dunkley. And listening to Danny Daly, they may well be very confident they're still going to get Josh done. There's a heap of time to go, of course. Just saying uh, the way things stand at the moment, one thirty Eastern on October the 6th, is a mile away from happening. But things can change quickly. But yeah, they can go into deficit. Of course, they can. Harrison's in... Seymour, Harry, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, lad. Um, I was just thinking that what club is willing to take Dunkley in the preseason draft, knowing he's contracted, knowing he wants to play for Brisbane? Why would a club take that risk um, on that? He's not contracted. No, he's out of contract. He's out of contract. So, yeah, he can be walked to the preseason draft, and then we go according to ladder position, don't we, BJ? So that exposes him to but North. Then that's what I'm saying. He'll then, for Harrison. Uh, in particular, that he'll he'll nominate terms. nominate his terms. Or what do you reckon? North Melbourne's hard up for cash. Oh no, Essendon. No. <laughs> so Essendon have uh, one, two, three, the fourth pick. Yep. Yep. After two years, could they circle back? Have another so crack at it. North won't get him. West Coast Giants mm. are up against it cap wise after West Coast, and then you get to Essendon. Yep. 
come full circle. Yeah, could could be. A lot of texts about Asava Radigalea, who, of course, had a meeting with Port Adelaide, linked to Port Adelaide. Uh, Geelong want to keep him, but their stance softening a bit there. Really, the choice is Asava's, isn't it? Does he want to hang around where he's got a contract, or does he want to go on uh, on the promise or well, you, well, you, a, a more senior footy? You actually opened up a, a little surprise yesterday when you asked a question to Jeff Walsh. But the more I any, thought, have you had any follow up on that? Well, the more I thought about that, then the Zane Cordy deal got done. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jeff was open and honest. He said the name's been up on the whiteboard for a while. They had no one, no one uh, on the no, not trade radio had mentioned uh, or talked about any journal had talked about Radagalia and St Kilda, and you brought it up. You just connected dots and thought you'd throw it out there, and it actually had some truth. Had some, but I wonder substance. if Zane Cordy. Snuffs that out, possibly. I reckon Asava would have been going there as a defender, to be really? honest. Yeah. I reckon that's his spot. I reckon that is where Asava can play. I don't think he's a forward at all. I think he's actually a defender, and he showed some exciting glimpses of that this year. Trade Afternoons is for McDonald's. Vincent Hobart, stay with us. We'll get to you uh, right after this break. It's for McDonald's. I'm spicy range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? What's the deal is up after this break. Well, you had a mind to a particular player, but if you want to divert us elsewhere, you can do that off the text, 0419-187-323 on Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. They're engineered in Germany, Continental Tyres, and they're proven in Australia. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? What's the deal time? It's for the Ego Power Tools. Boy, that's loud, isn't it? Think outside with the Ego Power Plus 56-volt battery. What happened there? Uh, 56-volt like, like battery. an ad on telly. It just battery goes up range. 20 decibels. For outdoor power equipment right here on Trade Afternoon. So Junior Rioli uh, has put in the trade request. Uh, he wants to play for Port Adelaide. He wants to leave West Coast. There's family reasons attached to that as well that we don't need to back over now, BJ. But at the end of the day... West Coast want a decent uh, piece of compensation for their premiership forward. What should it be? The power have picks 833, 43, 53, 57, and on it goes. He's been what linked they, in. What have they asked for? Well, he's been linked in with the um, with the Jason Horn Francis deal mm-hmm. as well. I would have thought, would a second rounder be too much? Not enough. I, I find him hard to value, Junior Rioli. Just a lot of footy. And there's the argument. You can understand why West Coast are a little bit peeved. Because of the time, the effort. But and, players you know, move all the time. Yeah, but in terms of the support they provided him when he went oh, through all the other so stuff. So they should provide support. No, I understand that. But that, it would have been easy. Like, I was surprised he survived that. Mm. Do, mm. do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, yes, provide the support. but that he's What's the got, alternative? Just fend for yourself and we well, don't no, want to no, know. No. If, if you get delisted and, you know, breach a contract and all that kind yeah. of thing, he, he's arguably done that. You're still providing the support after that. The issue with him is that his family don't even live with him in Perth. His family yeah. live in Darwin. I yeah, mean, he, he's going to Adelaide where he can live with his family. Uh, he can and people see his... can criticise players for that. And 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 it's different for everyone. Because who said it yesterday about Jason Horn Francis? And the, they got right to opinion. But, you know, you, you're an adult now, like man up. But everyone's got different mm. relationships with their parents and rely on them in different ways. And it's Will Schofield that was. Yeah. And that's his opinion. It's fine. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just, it's just a very sensitive topic that it's different for everyone. So maybe it's a, would it be a future pick? Could they, could they work something there? Port Adelaide got a lot going on as well. Also, it must be said. Um, but I don't really have an answer for it. I find him really hard to value. We've thrown him up here um, because I find him a fascinating, uh, and I think it, it will get done. How old is he? Um, he's not an, he's not old. 
Junior Rioli. I think he's only mid... Is he mid-20s? Let me have a look. You caught me off guard. He's 27 years of age. He's 27 years <laughs> so, of age. So he's mid-20s. Okay. So you'd suggest he's, he has to play his best foot in the next couple of years. Yeah. Well, this is his last decent yep. contract. You know, whether it's a three or four-year deal, I'm not sure at Port Adelaide, but uh, he'll get there. Deal's been struck. Just got well, to be... answer your question, what's he worth? Yeah, I'm going to say a late second round. Yeah. Like... Yep. Okay. Well, Port have got that. Too greedy. Port have got thirty three at the moment. I wonder if West Coast would, would do it for thirty three. Sorry. I wonder if West Coast would do it for thirty three. Um, Vince is in Hobart. He wants to talk about the St Kilda Footy Club. How are you there, Vincent? Yes. Good day, Sam. Good day, BJ. Hey, Vince. Um, how, first of all, how good how good is it to have Lenny back home as a midfield coach? Oh, I think he'll certainly point. sort our midfield out pretty well. Um, what I rang about was. Losing Ben Long, I, I feel that the Saints have lost a little bit of aggression uh, in the in the 22. Um, there's been rumours about Reese Matheson from Brisbane maybe having a bit of a look around. I, I see him as a similar player, but probably a little bit uh, more skill-wise. Um, and also there's been talk about Sam Ludeman and the Saints, but have they sort of changed tact and perhaps looking at Radagalia now? Uh, Reese Matheson, different players. Ben, am I right on saying that Ben Long? He's going to, to Gold Coast as arguably to fill a void at half back. Correct. And he played. And correct me if I'm wrong again. One full game for St Kilda being the last game of the season mm. at half back. He's played there. I remember him playing early in his career, but it wasn't so much as a running high half back. It was more of a like a deeper small back. Suns were hunting someone for that position for some time. That's why because Dyson Lockie Heppel w- came up. Yeah, because Lockie Wells was injured. Yeah, uh, they've got a heap of injuries yeah. back there. Yeah, so understand that. But he's essentially been drafted or targeted because of arguably one game. Mm. Um, so they're different players to answer Vince's um, question then about Reese Matheson. Different players. So he's an inside mid that I think can predominantly only play inside mid. And I don't think that's what St Kilda actually need. They need top-end talent midfielders. And respectfully, Reese isn't that. And your old mate Lenny getting back to Moorabbin? And Lenny. Oh, it's great. One of the greatest people we ever meet, Lenny. He's sick of breeding cows. <laughs> which <laughs> uh, Lenny is a farmer. If you said that to me about 10 years ago, I would have had the same reaction I had now. And he turned himself into a farmer. He did. So they're, now they're, they're happy to be back. So Tara and the expecting a third uh, boy, and she's closer to family, all that, so it works out perfectly. Good on you, Vince. Jake is in Perth. How are you, Jake? Hi, lads. How are you? We're well. That's good. Just a question regarding Luke Jackson. What's It's a bit of an Eagles want him, Dockers want him. What's actually going to happen there, then? He's going to get to the Dockers, Jake. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's my firm and probably everyone else's firm belief as well. Um, I think somewhat tied into the Grundy deal as well. We had a text come through. What's the holdup on the Jackson and Grundy trades? Why is it so quiet? Jade, send that in, Jake. And I reckon Collingwood is sitting back waiting to see what Melbourne get for Luke Jackson. This is just me thinking mm-hmm. out loud here. And then if they get something um, from, from Luke Jackson, you know, inside top 25, which they will, of course, um, they won't accept 27 from Melbourne and perhaps they'll push for something else, Collingwood. So they're just probably just waiting to see what falls out of the Luke Jackson trade. And as, as we've said, Fremantle two first-rounders, 13 and the future first. That's what happens after that that's uh, the snag behind this. Melbourne want a sweetener and the mm. Dockers want a sweetener. So go figure that one out. That's a but long it, way it, from being done. Yeah. Is it, though? I think they're a long way down that, 
Fremantle's commitment to Jackson is oh yeah, too, like it's going to happen. It'll it'll get done. It'll so, get done. And the, the thing with the Melbourne and Collingwood, it's one of the rare situations, like a GWS now at the minute with the salary dump that the Collingwood are vulnerable vulnerable again. Mm. So they may not get what they actually deserve for Grundy, but because they're vulnerable with the salary dump and trying to get him off the books. Oh, and 100%. Collingwood can't keep him and won't keep him. And yep. everyone knows that. Yep. So you lose bargaining power straight away. Yeah. So and, and I'm saying very rarely does that happen, doesn't it? That, that, well, like a team's vulnerable that, you know, that they won't get what they kind of mm. want yeah. out of it. Yeah. Yeah. To hell or high water, as we saw with Adam Trelaw a couple of years ago. Um, thanks for call, Jake. Andrew's in Nidri. Essendon, Andrew. That's right, as usual. Uh, <laughs> have they gone on holidays, the recruitment team? <laughs> oh, well, hang on. We, 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 we don't, they don't need us to come to their defence, Andrew. But to be fair to them, they've had some other things going on. I mean, they, they didn't have a coach until five minutes ago. Well, Adrian yes, can still, still do his a... job without a coach. Oh, can you? Yeah. Come to our club. Who's coaching? Yeah. Can't tell you. No, you can start the conversation. Oh, you'd, you'd go to them without a coach, would you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, turn it up. No. Andrew? Well, yeah, sorry, Andrew. Go on. I said, well, I think they, they, they've got the coach now. They know who they want. There's plenty of players out there who could fit Essence's um, needs. Who would you have but them they... go for, Andy? Who should they be targeting and what should they be targeting? I'll be going straight to uh, GWS and having a look at um, a couple of their players because if they want to relate, uh, and I'll also be keeping uh, tabs on Dunkley as well to see if we can convince him to say, look, you know, Queensland, I've got a lot of friends up in Queensland, the weather's not that great up there. There's <laughs> floods and fleas and rats and, you know, come down and tell them we can go surfing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> nice work, Andrew. I like it. They might need you on the payroll down there. But you are right, Sam. That it, Adrian's job. But to Andrew, answer your question to Andrew, that the conversations have you know, started long before trade period. Of course. So he couldn't have had the right conversations with players, being Adrian, with without a coach. So it's 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 been very hard for them. And even while and ben- I'm, sh- I'm sure he was asking. Yeah, well, of course. And even while Ben Rutten's in the chair, you know, other other player managers, they're not dumb. Yeah, so they much, know that so he's under pressure. Is he still going to be there when we do this deal in October? You know, I mean, there's so much uncertainty around Essendon and there remains so now, given the fact they're still looking for a, a CEO, another CEO. Um, that's that's probably not, not as important as yeah, the coach. Not as important from a player's yep. point of view. So the manager would be, you know, around... But it doesn't a, paint a rosy picture yes. of a club altogether, uh, does it? It creates, yes. There's some there's some turbulence there, if you like. Uh, trade Afternoons is for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? The ages of Peter Ryan. Lovely fella, Pete, is reporting here, BJ. The clubs have been told contracted cat Asava Radigalia is keen to get to Port Adelaide. That's what Pete Ryan is reporting at the moment. Now, Asava did meet with the power, who have been really aggressive in this trade period. Uh, Jeff Walsh told us yesterday the Saints had an interest. They scratched that itch with Zane Cordy. And now Asava Radiglia, I reckon, it'll be interesting to see what they say at the other side of it, Port Adelaide, to play down back at mm. Alberton. So, he might, saying, yeah. he might be able to resuscitate and revive his career down there. Asava, he's contracted, but sometimes there's a point in your career where you've been loyal. You just want to play, yep. surely, consistently. And he, Geelong said last year or the year before, 
that he was untouchable. He wasn't going anywhere, right? He's been a long-time favourite of the coach. Yes. No doubt about that. But um, a bit of water's gone under the bridge since then in terms of uh, that list and who they've got available, of course. And um, they'd happily keep him, but uh, it sounds as though Asava has, uh, has seen enough and he wants to go off and play some regular football at Port Adelaide. We'll watch that one unfold over the course of the next couple of days. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Luke's in Williamstown. Nathan is in uh, Salisbury. We'll get to you both on the other side of this. Continental Tyres, they're engineered in Germany and they're proven in Australia. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? Great to have your company, Sam Edmund and Brendan Goddard in the house with you. A bit of fact or fiction still to come. Uh, We've got some great nominations here to get to, BJ, and your bomb. Not too far away in our second hour as well. But Luke's been waiting patiently on the line out in Williamstown. Hey, Luke. Hey there, boys. Um, yeah, my uh, main question was just regarding Melbourne. Um, there's no secret that our forward line is sort of the thing that we need to work on most. So I was just hoping if you could give some advice as to who you think we should uh, go for in this draft, um, whether it be like a key forward or just a key position player. Love to hear your thoughts. Oh, what do they need, Melbourne? What are they, What would their shopping list? Clearly, they've got massive wraps, and I can't wait to see more of him because, hand up, I haven't seen a lot of him. Van Ruin, the, the young forward that they've got yep. there that um, really turned some heads in the, in the second tier this year. I'd love to see him get a crack at what? the top level because they need... They need a good. They need a good key. Well, another forward, two. reliable forward, don't they? Ooh. Bailey Fritch plays his role, but they need well, a good. Well, Bailey, Bailey's a really good player, but Bailey would be, would be even better if he was the yeah. third string. So then you had two key forwards ahead of him, which Ben Brown really struggled this year. Mm. So yes, their forward line struggled in general, but so did their ball use going inside fifty was horrific mm. this year. Mm. It's one thing that really stood out for mine with with Melbourne. So I'd say it was why didn't he play this year? Because Sam Wiedemann. Like, respectfully, what like Ben Brown, for me, was in such poor form that why wasn't Sam Wiedering just giving Melbourne and Simon Goodwin no other choice but to play him? Yeah. And, yeah. He, and he couldn't, well, is well, my point. So, so Grundy's coming in as well. So yeah. that's going to change things because you would think yeah, sorry, at, at times, yeah, Grundy and Gorn are both Gorn will play forward. That's, yeah. what, that's what will happen because Grundy played his best footy as a permanent ruckman. His ability to get around the ground, expose the opposition ruckman with his running ability, which Gorn has had. But Bowl reports this year, Gorn, I think it potentially started to catch up with him a little bit, just playing so much in the ruck. And that's why I think they're so disappointed that Jackson's going, because it's arguably his time mm. now that he, he'll, he'll take the mantle as the number one ruckman. I'm not sure. It might just be best player available, to to be honest, Luke. So they'll get a first rounder back from Fremantle. Let's say they do get that 13 back in, they take it to the draft. Not don't have a accurate lens over the draft and who would be available at that juncture. Exchange, but, um, exchange boys. That's one for them. Uh, otherwise, I would assume it's just best player available, as they say in the classics. Appreciate your call. Uh, Luke, let's go out to Nathan, who's been waiting on the line for a while. Nathan, you want to talk about Josh Dunkley? Yeah. Um, well, full disclosure, straight up, Lions supporter. Yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just a um, couple of questions. I just... Uh, I guess what are your thoughts on how they might actually get the deal done? Seeing oh. Bulldogs want, uh, you know, two first rounders, and Taranto went for two first rounders, and all we've got at the moment is a future first and early second at pick twenty-one. And then the other thought that I've just had, and I'm just wondering if any if anything's ever been discussed with the AFL, but um, 
you know, the AFL's done great, a great job with it's gone from, you know, trade week years ago now to trade period, trading future picks and, you know, got blistered free agents. But the one thing that, um, that, that hasn't happened is the ability for clubs to be able to trade their pre-season draft. So, you know, it just got me thinking with the Dunkley thing mm-hmm. and how you help clubs on the bottom of the ladder. Would it have helped North Melbourne if the AFL actually would have given them ability to trade that uh, their first pick in the pre-season draft? You know, hypothetically, Brisbane could have given them their future first and that way they'd, um, well, they'd almost have the Bulldogs over a barrel because mm. they'd be like, well, if you walk into the pre-season draft, mm. we'll yeah. take him. But I'm yeah, just wondering if it's ever been that's that probably possibility the th- or discussed, you know, of... That's probably the threat, though, is then you get too many guys and just uh, walking to the pre-season draft because they the team they want to go to potentially get themselves up the order in the preseason draft. So the team that they were playing for then literally get nothing in return. Yeah. I haven't, to answer your question specifically, Nathan, I haven't ever heard it discussed. Obviously they came to North Melbourne's aid via that assistance package that uh, paved the way for them to get, you know, Logan Tucker in the future, second, future, third, but in insofar as their preseason picks, I have not. And then how does this deal get done? I think Brisbane have somehow got to improve that pick 21. I'm not sure how, but if they can get it down into something a bit more meatier in the first round and they offer their future first round pick, I mean, almost begrudgingly, the dogs would have to accept that. Um, as things stand at the moment, though, that, that they've been given no indication that that is happening or will happen. Um, they're watching from afar while Brisbane obviously accumulate these late picks to to satisfy the, the bids for the kids. So uh, I think if they were able to get to that, though, Brisbane, somehow, some way, then the dogs would be open to it to answer the question. But I, I think the dogs have got a legitimate point over the way the deal was done for Tim Durando, to be honest. Yeah, it's a good comparison. The 12 and, and 19. Precedence being set. Yeah. And, and the dogs are realistic enough to know they won't get that because Brisbane can only give what they can give, but at least come to the table. To some degree, don't don't say we'll give you uh, this year's first and a future first. But by the way, we want two second rounders back the other <laughs> way and a future fourth or whatever it was. Yeah. Turn it up. Oh, I uh, said it's got to start somewhere. That unless it's true, and it has started. Heath Sin Terrelgan. Uh, good day, Heath. Welcome to you. No. Uh, good day. Oh, is yeah. BJ's hometown? Oh, of course it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> just it, it's on the Dunkley deal as well as something else as well. Um, on the Dunkley deal, um, there's probably got to be some middle ground with... Because I don't think, being a Bulldog supporter, I don't think Dunkley's worth two first-round picks. I think maybe a first and second, but definitely not two firsts. Um, but with them, with Brisbane trying to get Fletcher and Ashcroft in, I can't see it being in this year's draft. I can only see it in next. Uh, well, I mean, that's a different, I guess that's a, a, a very different view to his worth and what the dogs would have. So straight away, that, that paints a different picture. We just know what the dogs are asking for. Um, I'm not sh- Look, at the end, they've got a decision to make the dogs, don't they, BJ? If they don't get what they want, are they prepared to go the full hog and let him go for nothing? Now, they, they at this stage, they are. Um, whether they follow through on that, it's a, it's a big threat, isn't it, that... He's easy to potentially easy to say and harder to follow through on. Yeah, but th- there's going to be an element of just having to accept what they accept, though, isn't there? I just yeah, but at the same time, they're thinking that if he goes to the preseason draft, he's not getting to Brisbane. Hmm. Yeah, it's a nuclear option, isn't or, it? or the likelihood of him getting so the likelihood of him doing that. And history says the odds are the deal gets done, of course. 
hopefully, as you say, Heath, there is some middle ground there. But yep. the, the dogs have been consistent, you know, on, on what they want. Um, I'd say, yes, one, like, middle of the road, ladies first-round picks probably suffice uh, for Josh Dunkley. But because we just made mention that Tim Taranto went for two first-rounders, mm. that's the precedence that's been set. Uh, afternoon, boys. Just want, thanks for the call, Heath. Just wondered why the the D's didn't go after Gunston. The one thing we're missing is a smart key forward. Or do you think he just wanted to go to Brisbane? I think the latter. I think he just wanted to go to Brisbane. And you got fresh. It's, it's it's a like for like. And do you think there are any other good key forwards available, or the D's are just banking on uh, T Mac Fritch Van Ruin to step up? Um, yeah, we spoke about the D's a little bit earlier. We a lot of a text about Asava Radigalia here coming through. As well, uh, Zach from Perth's texting. I reckon Fremantle are getting Corbett as a steal. Same calibre, if not better, forward as Logue for potentially half a million less. Agree, Logue is more versatile. Will fit in well with the young forwards at Frio, Josh Corbett. This is this is an enhancer. An enhancer. We're talking about enhancer. Correct. We've and isn't it funny? Talked about it earlier. When they're coming in. Off air, this was. When they're linked listeners. to your club, their reputation is enhanced. When they leave your club, their reputation is plummets. Correct. Through the floor. Yep. Well, he wasn't that good anyway. Ah, who needs him? Ah, oh, good luck to him. The enhancer. The enhancer. Right, we'll uh, take a break here. On the other side of this, BJ's worked himself up for a good bomb today. We're ready to drop that one on Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? Welcome back. Great to have your company on Trade Afternoons. A lot of texts, a lot of calls here. All thanks to McDonald's and McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? We've got our finger on the pulse here waiting for some trades to go down. The trade that did go down already today, Josh Corbett for that fourth rounder over to the Fremantle Dockers uh, and a bit to play some more regular football there. He leaves from the Suns. Uh, Isaac Rankin, we expect there's a good chance he's going to get done today. And Pete Ryan at The Age reporting that Asava Ratigalia has made up his mind and is determined to play for Port Adelaide, subject to a trade between the Power and the Cats for that contracted forward. And you wonder if that might have some sort of flow-on effect when it comes to Geelong's pursuit of those three former first-round draft picks they're trying to get in in this, uh, well, what is shaping to be a very successful trade period. They're the positives at the moment, but when it comes to the glass half-empty look at things, well, we go to BJ's Bomb. It's time for BJ's Bomb. I love it. It's uh, it's not directed at a player oh. or, a, or a deal as such, but it's directed at all the Geelong critics and knockers that it's unfair that they now get bows and pick seven. Finally. Good. Keep going. Well, it's a competition, people. And they've shown the initiative, and this is why they're very good at it. And uh, Stephen Wells and... They'll throw Andrew Mackey in there now. Of course, the, he's the list manager. The, the team down there at Geelong got on the front foot and had discussions uh, with – it's Bose, isn't it? Bows. And I'll say it Bose. The headphone. Every time. Bose. Doesn't need the money. Makes and his manager earlier in the year. So they were on the front foot. So pick seven was, was, wasn't even in the deal then or in calculations for Geelong. So if you listen yesterday, I talked about a player – Players are only human and they want to be loved and wanted. So he felt that from Geelong. So all these other teams that came late, there's probably only two of them that we know of that are legitimate opportunity for uh, to get his services in Essendon and 
Hawthorne. Hawthorne. So they'd already start. They already started. The, the train had already left. The toothpaste was out of the tube. So credit to them. So stop sucking and whinging. Yes. You probably wouldn't have that view if they didn't win the grand final. Don't get bitter. Get better. Get better. That's it. But at the same time, they're the people that would have been laughing at Geelong because they've been so successful and they've made grand finals and they haven't won a grand final since 2011. That's exactly what they were doing. Now they time and home. Now that they've done it, and oh, then they, now they get bows and pick seven, it's unfair That's and it's great. ridiculous. And equalisation isn't working. And don't worry. Other clubs say, how can they possibly do it? Well, they do it because they historically haven't overpaid for their best players. And not their only that, management they, is outstanding. Yeah, that and the, and you can trace it back to their culture about players wanting to go there and, and players either in Melbourne or want to come to Melbourne. They don't, still don't want to be in the fishbowl in Melbourne, so you get to actually escape it down there in Geelong. Cost of living's a lot less. There's a lot of benefits. Surf beaches, you're close to golf. Whatever. There's a lot of benefits. So they, they sell it well, but I think – at the end of the day, it's a, it's a reflection of their culture. And it's led to all sorts of debate around the rich getting richer and equalisation and all that. I reckon the game has never been as even as it is now. Exactly. And I think we saw that, didn't we, this year, other years, the, the challenge for the bottom four spots of the eight. I think only There's... three only three teams since 2000 haven't played off in a grand final. One's Gold Coast, for obvious reasons, Carlton and, and North Melbourne. Since when, sorry? 2000. North yep. played off in even in 99. Two prelims. Yep. So... The competition is even. There are equalisation measures. If even the we shouldn't be giving out compensation while we're at it. Just rack the compensation off too for free agency. And if you lose a player for free agency, a star player, then that frees up money for you to get dangerous. And you go and put be the heat creative. on another club. And that's I said. It's a, we create a good culture, um, a culture that helps players actually improve and get better, and become better people. And players are more likely to go to your footy club, and get stability. So yes, success obviously helps a lot. Rubbish. Geelong cheat, and everyone in the district <laughs> knows it. Players' families suddenly blessed with land and businesses from sponsors. Ask anyone down really? that way. Not the first. Won't no, be the last. House and land package. Give us some evidence. Who's that? That is uh, any, 349. Any name? Just 349. <laughs> 349. Give us some evidence. Come we'll, on, 349. You got one of the best journos Give in us the country some- here. Give us something. And he'll do some more digging. Give us some Armstrong Creek style sort of uh, activity down there. You reckon Carlton and Jack Elliott were the only team handing paper bags under the table back in the day? Come Old on. Vizzy. Old Vizzy. Old Vizzy. Oh, yeah. Then later on. Come on. Yeah. Every club does it. Every club does it, of course. Um, but I agree, I agree with you. I agree with it at the end of the day. There's got to be an incentive. If we're robbing the rich to give to the poor, yep. where's the incentive? Where's the reward? Yeah. Just try it's to... tall poppy syndrome. That's what it is. Good and, bomb. And Aussies are the best at it. Good bomb from you. I really liked it. Uh, I agree, fellas. I'm not a cat supporter, but I love what they've done. The same people were whinging that North needed to make it a place. Jason or Francis would want to stay. And when a team like the Cats and Swans create a destination club, people whinge. Correct. Geelong also has uh, the sponsors to get them free land and houses for the players' services. That's not 349. That's 717. Uh, BJ, no one is upset with bloody Geelong. Everyone is upset with Gold Coast. If they were in discussions in June, they didn't need to put up pick seven. I actually like what the Suns are doing. You know, they ripped the band-aid off here. Yeah, but who's uh, double eight three? But but <laughs> Gold Coast don't know that Geelong potentially are talking to Bose and his manager at that particular stage, do they? It's not like they've, they've got this open line of communication saying mm. we're talking to one of your players, contracted players, mind you, People unless and they do. This is double four seven. 
People angry at Geelong getting pick seven. They haven't had a top 10 pick since they drafted Joel. Yeah, so. yeah that's because they got rid of them to, to trade for players and recruit Some players. Some of them. No, not always. No, By not virtue always. of ladder position. They and ladder action. position, sorry. Yes. Yeah, 100%. And you go back through time and have a look at the caliber of player in their premiership team and how they got there, it'll make you sick. Rookie pick, rookie pick, yep. category B rookie, pick 40, pick 50. Incredible. Uh, Sean's on the Gold Coast. He wants to respond to BJ's bomb detonation earlier. G'day, Shawnee. Good yeah, boys. How are you going? We're well. Do you agree or disagree with Brendan? Oh, well, he didn't mention it's a competition, yet we uh, have a soft cap. Why is that there? For, for, if it's for, a competition, sure, every club should be allowed to spend what they want to have a crack, shouldn't they? Yeah, I'd, uh, I, I did mention it's competition, yeah. It's competition, but that doesn't mean that we... What do you mean? We don't quite follow you, Sean. Well, I mean, you're, you're saying, you know, everyone's complaining about Geelong getting them because, you know, they've got a better a better system, whatever. Well, why can't the big clubs like West Coast or the Bombers just spend whatever they want to make a better culture and make make their clubs better? Seems ridiculous to... No, I, hamstring clubs and spending money. Yeah, our argument oh, so, yeah. is our argument is that there are enough equalisation play, uh, pieces in place for people not to whinge. And you're clearly saying, well, it sounds like you're agreeing with us. Really, you want it to go further and, and rip that band aid off too, and clubs can spend whatever they want. That would severely disadvantage the less wealthy clubs, the North Melbournes, yeah. the Gold Coasts of the world, uh, quite quite significantly. And you, Sean. you just can't go and buy a culture, no matter how much money you have. That's 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 built. Over time and through, mm. you know. Good people. Yep. Good on you, Sean. Appreciate the call, though. Tim's in Camberwell. He wants to talk about the Saints. Uh, BJ, one of your old mobs here. G'day, Timmy. G'day, boys. BJ, great career at the Saints, mate. Uh, great to speak to you both. Um, Thanks, Timmy. Look, long time, long time St Kilda supporter. And uh, fair, fair enough, we've been uh, bashed around the years for many, many years. What What do we have to do? to improve our culture and, you know, you being a past AFL great, mate, what do they need to do, mate? Why did you play there? I mean, has it just disappeared or what have they done wrong? Uh, well, I played there because I didn't have a choice at the start. <laughs> but, yeah, no, we, we, we created a very strong culture. Again, it didn't matter how much money we had or lack of money at the time, but we, we created a special place. And for players... And people that wanted to go to work, yes, is relentless and hard, you know, under Ross, you hear about that, but um, that's what it takes to be successful. Um, you know, the old analogy, old saying that if it was easy, everyone would do it, right? So uh, we created a really good culture and we're proud of it. And yeah, you probably say it's it dissipated because the people that were involved at the club at that particular time, there's not too many of them are left. Hence uh, why when people ask me about, are you an Essendon man or a St Kilda? I'd, I'd probably lean towards Essendon only because... One, I'm recently retired from there, but a lot of the people that I was involved with at the end of my career are still at Essendon, and particularly the players. And so the whole St Kilda organisation has completely changed. And, the, and, and when I look at it, and I was there a month or two ago, first time I actually went back there since I, I left. Really? Uh, yeah. Because uh, he invited me down, because he's working at uh, the Danny Frawley Centre, and invited me down to give me a tour and catch up and had a coffee, and he took me through and changed a, a bit. Tour. Yeah, it changed a bit. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, the whole place has changed. So I literally, hand on heart, there's a couple of the old doctors that are still there and Seb Ross, Jaren Gu- That's literally like the only three people I can think off the top of my head that are still there when I played. So, Do they have a reasonable past players sort of network or gathering or functions or anything? Uh, like? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
that's another story. But anyway, yeah, so to answer your question, yeah, it's changed a lot. And I think they do need to improve that culture. Um, and respectfully to a lot of the people and players involved, particularly the players, they, they don't know what a successful culture looks like because they haven't been a part of it just yet. So it's hard. And that's one of the reasons I think why they got Jeff Walsh in. They've got a, you know, it's, it's some people question the review that they got David Noble in to do, but I think it's healthy to continue to review your club and your organisation, regardless of results, to continually just try and get better. Lachlan's our source down in Geelong about how the Cats do it, to be honest. And he's given us a couple of leads for me to follow, BJ. Go. So I've got, my, I've got my pen and my notepad out. Lachlan he's... says, I, I hear Geelong have contacts that can provide players with free butcher's meat for the life of their contract. So unlimited <laughs> chicken, pork, whatever you can imagine. And he also says here that uh, he's heard uh, on the grapevine that there's an orthodontist in Geelong who does all the players' braces needs free of charge. So free dental work as free well. Free dental? Well, we've all got those. Free dental yeah. and free meat for so the life of the contract. <laughs> I don't think that would get me over the line to go down Geelong in the contract. Verge is giving us some context here as well, um, BJ. Can you also mention Richmond winning three flags this decade, two more than the Cats, getting two elite players in this period. Cats, while getting three younger players, none of these players played much this year. Who would you prefer? Bows and Bruin? or Taranto and Hopper. All teams doing their best to improve their lists. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. And why do you think they chose Richmond over a number of teams lining up? Yeah, cash and cash. Length, length of deal. But there's a number of teams that... <laughs> yeah. And a fit. North, a real North would have thrown it up. We hear yeah. about Essen having a, a war chest. Why, why didn't they pick them? Yeah. Because of the culture and the success and you know Richmond being Richmond, Geelong... You know, Geelong, you could say arguably it's a big four club now in the last, or easily in the last 10 years. But I think when people talk about the big four, they talk about Richmond, Carlton, Collingwood, Essendon, based on past success. But that's irrelevant now, based on recent history. So absolutely, because of the culture. And yeah, money comes into it a little bit, but. Fact or fiction still to come, so drop us one if you want us to explore it. 0419187323. Uh, Johnny, Ali, Kane, we'll get to you on the other side of this break. We've got a Beaumont's news update to get through as well, but it's all right here on Trade Afternoons for McDonald's and McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Yes, indeed. A news update here, BJ. Clubs considering trading for Geelong big man Asava Radigalia have been made aware that the 24-year-old wants to get to Port Adelaide. Geelong have been reluctant to let uh, the contracted uh, ruck forward go or defender, whatever he might be, uh, at Port Adelaide. Despite him playing just four senior games this season, they believe he can offer them depth in many parts of the ground. And coach Chris Scott is a big believer in his talent, but that story... In the age by Peter Ryan and the Western Bulldogs uh, deal that would send Josh Dunkley to Brisbane up on blocks at the moment. Uh, the Dogs are uh, irritated over the lack of progress on this particular deal. They want two first-round picks for Josh Dunkley and Brisbane at this stage. The best offer they had was two first-rounders, but they wanted two second-rounders and a fourth-rounder back the other way. Still time to go on that one. But at the moment, Josh Dunkley, Dunkley a long way from getting to the Gabba. Fremantle, they've secured a trade for Gold Coast forward Josh Corbett. The Dockers parting with a future fourth-round pick to secure Corbett, who will provide the West Australian club with a mature-bodied 190-centimetre option after 33 games, games in four years at the Suns. 
um, showed uh, showed his uh, skills in the VFL in a few games this year as well with some um, big marking, big goal kicking performances. Tyler's needed stock fast. Well, Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. What did you make of Taylor Adams, uh, the Collingwood star, having a whack at uh, Matty mm-hmm. Randell uh, overnight? Well, did you yeah, catch def- that? Defending his soon to be ex teammate, but. There's no, there's no need, is there? So Matty it's Randall, good that he tunes in the Trade Radio, though. Well, indeed. Well, he was responding to a tweet where AFL Trade Radio, uh, or Trade Radio, the Twitter handle, uh, quoted Matty Randell as saying, uh, Brody Grundy, that was speaking of, doesn't offer much in a leadership sense. He's not in the leadership group for a bloke that has been around as long as he has and how influential he is in games. When he was answering a caller on, you know, other reasons why Collingwood are moving Grundy on, and Taylor Adams said... How can you comment on the quality of someone's leadership when you have never been led by that particular person? He fired that one off last night at a quarter to six last night. Yeah. He does have a desire to get involved in the odd little Twitter spat though, doesn't he? It's good. Right. Keeps the world turning, doesn't yep. it? Yep. That's what Twitter is. Yeah, absolutely. Full of opinions. Yeah. We've got some fact or fiction that we'll get to out of uh, 2.30, but John's on the line in Packenham. He wants to talk about Melbourne's forward line, which was a bit of a riddle uh, Simon Goodwood and his team couldn't quite solve this year. Johnny, welcome to you. G'day, boys. How are you going? We're good. Good, John. That's uh, good. Good, good. Um, so, obviously, <laughs> I'm a Melbourne supporter as well, and I'm a little bit worried about our forward line. But hearing Tim Lamb talk the other, or for the last couple of days, it sounds like we've already got some players that he, that they're wanting to throw forward. Um, having a look at Petty getting thrown forward in the yeah. last sort of ten minutes of the semi looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, obviously Van Ruin coming through, and they, they still do have Wiedemann there as well. Um, they've even got Joel Smith playing forward in the VFL, so I think we might actually have enough forward stocks potentially. We're, we're we're talking about your next kind of forward or premiership forward line, and I don't think that's going to have Petty or Smith in it. It's hard to turn. It's a bit of an indictment, isn't it? That that Petty showed more in that ten yeah, minutes. Know, as John don't, said, don't, that... get, don't get infatuated with that. That that's that's easy. Then oh, I wouldn't say I was infatuated. No, no, but it, <laughs> well, John and a couple of Melbourne supporters about the idea he. Him doing that one, he's been a really good defender, but it, it's it's harder to be hmm. what he is a defender turn then forward than it is a forward, say a Paddy McCartan, then go down back. It's a completely different game, and then you're asking a guy to do it over 23 rounds consistently. Well, it's a different it's a different challenge yep. than then going there for 10 minutes in a final and you know plucking a few. So uh, I haven't seen enough of uh, Van Ruin, but I would suggest that uh, we, we, we're tr- Melbourne should be looking at, you know, we're, we're trying to win premierships there in the window. Who's who's going to be uh, the two key forwards, or arguably one? Because Ben, I don't, I don't think Ben Brown's it moving forward, is he? Unless he, there was something uh, physically wrong with him this year that he just wasn't allowing him to play in the manner and the way that he had in the previous year, in the premiership year, because he was a different player. And once the ball hit the ground, he was an absolute liability. He couldn't he couldn't move. Ali's in Wollongong. Ali, welcome. Hey, welcome. My question is, I reckon the Swans should get Josh Duncan because Josh Kendi left us a hole. Josh yep. Duncan's a good midfielder. Swannies for Josh Dunkley, you reckon, Beach? I think they've got so much young talent coming through yeah. Sydney, they're going to absorb the loss of Josh Kennedy. I mean, he didn't feature for much of this season and they ran all the way to the to the grand final. So their worst performance for last, but I, as good as Josh Kennedy was, is, has yeah. been, I don't think... 
he wasn't in he wasn't in their best twenty two even I, if he was fit. I didn't so miss him. He's good. He's been a great player. But when you have Parker Mills as your mainstay, then oh. you have got Chad Warner, then you have Robottom, then you have Gould, that that third kind of spot in there. They'll rotate through with speed and power through Warner, Gould, and Isaac Heaney. Yeah, they, they've got yeah. they've they've got plenty of options. But That's- if you yeah, obviously you'd look at it for depth and. But again, the mix is really important. So you'd arguably say Dunkley is Parker. So you don't have to, yeah. have to replace him at all. Good on you, Ali. And and you're behind potentially what could be another great story next year. Sydney, you know, got Paddy McCartan this time last year or the start of this year is the uh, the, the rookie pickup. Now Aaron Francis wants to join your football club as well. So uh, you're in negotiations for him, which will be... Some sort of uh, story, potentially, potentially, if any club can do it, it is the Sydney Swans. Could he finally fulfil his talent that he hasn't been able to do in seven seasons seasons at Essendon? That would be a great story if he can. Uh, Fred is in Bendigo. Fred, do you want to talk about a trade between Brisbane and the Cats? That's right. Uh, And I think it will help both um, clubs' uh, other trade requirements. And that's where um, Geelong trade their first-round pick 18 and their second round pick 38 to Brisbane for their pick 21 and the second round uh, future second round pick they hold from GWS mm. back along. That would give Brisbane two first round picks, being 18 and their future first round, so they could satisfy Dunkley. And from a DeLong point of view, it would give them uh, the 21, which should satisfy Collingwood for Ollie Henry and the second round, a future second round would satisfy Gold Coast for those. Yep. What about the Tanner Bruin um, situation? Did we address that one, Fred? Uh, well, I think that's, that would probably be Geelong's future first round. Yep. All right. Appreciate that, Fred's got it all figured out there. Get Brisbane involved to make it happen for um for the, for those players. Yeah. Good I on didn't you, think about that before. So if pick seven, you'd say they have to split that, being Geelong to get the deal done for Tanner Bruin and yeah Ollie Henry, right? Mm. So, yeah. So and then Brisbane obviously in need of a first rounder. Would it would pick seven just be enough for Dunkley on its own? Yeah. Don't know. Possibly. Possibly. I think Andrew Mackey, actually, Geelong list manager, we spoke about him earlier, will be on Trade Radio tomorrow is uh, my understanding. So, so many questions for Geelong, all the things we're wrestling with in here. He will be must-listen tomorrow, depending on what slot he falls into. So many questions for the Cats, what they've done, what they're going to do, and how they are going to do it. Just before we get to our next break, Max has been waiting uh, on the line in Adelaide. Maximus, welcome. How you going, boys? Uh, just wondering... Uh, Mitchell, is he is he coming to the pies or what? What's happening? Oh, I think so, Max. I checked in with this yesterday. It was always going to be something that was going to come to fruition quite late. So I still think that's the case. He's uh, down the pecking order with a few things Collingwood obviously got going on at the moment. I still expect that to be the case, though. And uh, I think at this stage he will be a Collingwood player next year. Are you you a Collingwood player, uh, supporter or, or you're in the Hawthorne camp? I reckon he'll bring the flag to the pies. So, right. Uh, <laughs> He's a good player. There you go. All right. Tom Mitchell joining Collingwood, and uh, Max would be delighted with that. Um, send in your rumours for fact or fiction, and I say that with some trepidation. Uh, we'll get to it after this ad break. If you've got something that you do, you've, uh, you've honestly heard or you've seen floating around that uh, we might be able to put into the fact 
or fiction character. BJ, this is your segment. Is there a is there an I don't know option? Is there an option C? Well, it can be I'll come back to you. Oh, oh right. It's not I don't know. It's just, I've got to take it on so as So get to work. Right. There you go. Do, do your job. There you go. Uh, I, wish I'd, I wish I hadn't asked. Trade afternoons for McDonald's and McSpicy Range at Macca's. All here at Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. They're engineered in Germany and they're proven in Australia. The McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Oh, boy, some stern feedback for BJ Goddard over the break. Stay away, <laughs> stay away from the text machine. Awesome. Very strong. I think you oh, ruffled a few it. feathers saying you sort of more feel you're more aligned to Western than you are St. Yeah, Kilda. You'd be pumped you mentioned that. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, even, he even went on to Potnik Rewind. He <laughs> dragged him in and a few. Anyone else? Didn't see his number, but uh, anyone else you want to rope in, feel free. I uh, got a good chuckle out of that during the break. Melbourne supporter got offended that I was talking about uh, the their poor forward line performance this year. I just preface that by saying that their ball use was horrific going inside 50. That's for, their, big... for, their, for their dominance through yeah. the midfield like they were, mm. they were outstanding again. They just literally were not rewarded whatsoever yep. for their hard work and the forwards. Their forwards job was made a lot harder by their ball use. Connection wasn't there, was it? Trade Afternoons is for McDonald's. Spicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? BJ's uh, thrust a new segment upon us. It is fact or fiction. It's time for fact or fiction. <laughs> Who is that? Seriously, but <laughs> is that Johnny Tam? I love it, Johnny. Thank you. Now this is growing legs. We've got a lot of help from our listeners. Oh, I get the feeling here. There's going to be a lot of. Well, I would have said I don't know, yeah, but, but this, you, this you're saying you're good at it. This is why you're one of the best, Sam. Oh right, okay. So let's just revisit. Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Let's just revisit Whitfield and Haynes. It was. Uh, oh, yeah. Hasn't that taken off? Yep. You had the, said there was no substance in it in terms of there was a fact and fiction in uh, in one of the two. Sorry. There was fact in one of the two here. Yeah. Just so, elaborate on it again. Overnight. I, I, I can now I can now say, and I'm going to double down here, and trade period can make you look stupid, but as we stand here now, fiction for both. Fiction for both. Whitfield, no. And I, I pre- should preface this by saying Hopper's going to happen. So this was, could make all this a redundant topic. But Whitfield, no. So you're trusting your source. And Haynes, no. Two different sources here. Two different sources. Haynes, no. Whitfield, no. Hopper, yes. Okay. So fiction. <laughs> oh, I talk about the conversation you had with one of the managers. It was quite humorous. Uh, a man that I know reasonably well. Uh, next one. Essendon to go after Joel Amate in the negotiations for Aaron Francis. I think this is fiction. I haven't heard. They might well have an interest in him. I've got no idea. I'll say it's fiction because they don't have to part with much to secure Aaron Francis. Because player for player doesn't happen very often, does it? And I assume Joel Amate's happy up in Sydney. would have no intention of playing anywhere else. He's playing in the twos a lot. Well, maybe. But maybe he's going to back himself in. Um, to break into that side, and he loves life in Sydney. Who knows? But the way I see this transaction happening is it's a fourth round or a future fourth, and it'll be minimum chips for Aaron Francis to have a crack at it up at Sydney. Fact or fiction, Hawthorne's interest in Brody Grundy? Well, they might have an interest, but it's fiction to suggest that he's going to get there. He's only going to one club. It's all done and dusted. It's Melbourne. Yep. Uh, this is an odd one. Fact or fiction, Fisher Mackesy mm. to Richmond late in the trade period. Oh, I, uh, that's the first I've seen of that as well. Certainly Fisher Mackesy gettable. It's the question is, does anyone think he's worth pursuing, to be honest? So some homework? 
Yeah, potential homework there, yes. Second bit of homework You're for you. are pretty keen on me to do some homework, Factual eh? fiction. Well, you got a lot of content. Now, this one here. You I, need this to fill come, a lot of content. This has come through a couple of times. I would be staggered if this is correct. Geelong are after Joel Hamling. Fact or fiction? Dogs premiership player. To the best of my knowledge, fiction, but I haven't asked the question. It would be a surprise, given everything the Cats have got going on down there. Unless he's requested a trade that we don't know about. Geelong view him as depth. Couldn't couldn't tell you that, but that that would would that surprise where, you? Where where has this come from? Just socials just, or it's just come off the text machine? <laughs> you peanut. Who's solicited for this? God, who has come okay. from someone's Factual living fiction. room? <laughs> what Matt, have we exposed Kane, ourselves to? Hank <laughs> Farrell involved in Jason Horn Francis trade. Fiction as of this morning. Fiction. Now the only player that has been raised at all in this trade is Riley Bonner, which we said off the top. And I don't even know if Riley's going to happen, but uh, Kane Farrell, I'd be I'd be keeping him if I'm poor. So a lot of these just don't make sense when you try and connect the dots. <laughs> But oh, this welcome, one actually, to, welcome to trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave me alone. This is my segment, not yours. <laughs> Fact or fiction? Oh, right. Now, this makes sense. St Kilda are going hard for Sam Wiedemann. Yeah. Could you see a fit there? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, there's a void. I'm not just... Look, my, I thought Sam was going to play a lot of senior footy this year in particular and, and be one of those guys that takes a little bit time, a little bit of time, sorry, to blossom. And solidify his spot in the team and in the competition, but he just—it's just not happening. So mm-hmm. my, the question mark is: Yes, it fills a, a role and a void there at St Kilda that they desperately need to help Max King out. He needs some support. That'll then uh, make uh, their forward line function and uh, memory job a lot. Of, it'll make him a better player. So it, it makes sense there. But uh, fact or fiction? <sighs> Well, so Sam Wiedemann's got a contract. He expires in 2023. Um, he'd have to put in a trade request. Melbourne would have to grant it. All those things are possible. I'm going to have to put that in the homework basket. I couldn't tell you if it's fact or fiction at the moment. But historically, has stayed loyal and always backed himself in to break into that side. Yep. Uh, here's a fact or fiction. Joel Selwood. Well, well, uh, yeah, oh, sorry, sorry. Your segment. Look at him. He just takes over. <laughs> Stealing my thunder. Very angry. Last one. Joel Selwood to become an assistant coach at Carlton. So they've had a change there, haven't they, the Blues? Um, has there been a change? There's been a Sam Power to coach the VFL team, so that's the okay. opening. I think that's why this has been raised as a possibility. I'm sure Sam it's Sam Powell was midfield coach? Uh, Luke Powell, this is. Sorry, Luke, Luke Powell, Powell, my bad. Uh, what was his division? I'm not sure. I'd have to look that up, but he was I'm one of these. Respectful to Joel, I don't think Joel's going to coach a a forward line, unless there's some sh- more shuffling internally. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think it would be fact to say that every club would be picking up the dog. There'd be and a lot of a lot of uh, to ask the question. Questions asked towards Joel and what he's. What are you? What are his intentions next year? Someone like him who's been there, you know, for almost his entire or all his professional life, would he be better off going somewhere else, or should he stay? Uh, if he wants Geelong to pursue have, a career, in well, coaching? look at Geelong this year and who they got back to the footy club. They are all Geelong people, weren't they? So. They've got a, a long history of doing that mm. um, and having that relationship, long-term relationship. So, yeah, of course it'd be refreshing for him to go, but I'm not – like, is it in Joel's best interest to go straight into football? Because as we know that going into coaching, coaching is more time-consuming. I wouldn't say working harder. It's a different type of work, but it's more time-consuming than playing. Sammy's helped us out. Luke Powell was head of development at Carlton, now moving okay. into the coaching space uh, as the VFL coach. Um uh, one last fact or fiction, actually, is just bobbed through. Is it true that you'll be contesting your parking fine? <laughs> no. Well, are you going to pay it? 
Oh, that's surprise. That that I'm guilty. That surprises me. Three minutes. I thought you were a deny until you die type. To be honest, they were still uh, there when I walked out. I could have <laughs> could have argued with them that I was just that angry. I just bit my tongue. I can't believe you didn't and lash got out. Got my car. I can't believe you didn't lash out. It was the bus too, the, the Kia Carnival oh, family geez. bus. But I literally was three minutes. I drove around for five minutes. I was already running running a bit late to get here because we wanted to first show to organise it, and then I could not find a car park, and it was last resort. And I said. You know, you could have thought, surely I can't be this unlucky. I go in three minutes. You know, it was a, it was a busy at the time. Order a coffee. It takes two or three minutes to make it. And bang, as I walk out. So and do you know what they said to me? If only you were two minutes earlier. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah, okay. Fact or fiction, not sure what we started here, but it's going to return tomorrow on Trade Up. Growing legs. For McDonald's and McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? I've got a bit of homework to get to. We've got a few calls have built up uh, here, BJ. So we, we might take a, a slightly earlier than scheduled break, and we're going to get to Jacob, Jason Cooper, and John on the other side before we hand over to the late trade crew. Damien Barrett's in the house. I see big sausages here, Steve Silvani and David Noble as well. So plenty more still to come on Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tires are engineered in Germany and proven in Australia. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Plenty to talk about today, even if the trades haven't exactly flowed through as far as uh, being processed at AFL House goes. We had a bit of fact or fiction, BJ's bomb, and what's the deal? And we're going to finish, BJ, with a quartet of calls on the open line. Jacob, been very patient in Southland up there in New South Wales. How are you, Jacob? Hey, guys. Thanks. How are you guys? We're good, thanks. Good, good. Um, question. Um, people on the, the footy forums, or Tigers fans on the footy forums, are saying that we're paying overs for uh, Hopper and Taranto with the picks and uh, Premiership, Ruckman, Ivan Soldo. Thoughts? What do you think here, BJ? So this is how it looks at the end or how it could look. So they get Taranto and Hopper in, in totality, for 12, 19, 31, a future first, and Ivan Soldo, potentially. Now, Ivan Soldo wasn't playing at the end of the year. Yep. 13 games for the year. So you want to go and play, maybe Ivan Soldo doesn't need much persuading. But... Is it too much or is it just about right for two midfielders in their prime? Oh, I'd say it's just about right. Two midfielders in their prime, yes, paying me a lot of money, but they're they're going to be literally there for the next well next seven years. But yeah. it, they're, they're your mainstays. They they that's your engine room for the next. So that's hard to come by, and they're doing it in the same year, and they're ready to go. Then they're, they're not coming in with any doubts. These two can play. So no, I think it's about it's about right. So Soldo, they'll yes, leaves them a bit thin on their their backup ruckman. Dan Curvis, he's been injury prone, you could say, probably last year and a half. So they'll then have to find. I think they've got a couple younger guys coming through, but I think it's easier to find a backup ruckman than it is, mm. you know, literally two quality midfielders coming straight in and impacting the footy club for the next seven years. Thanks for the call, though, Jacob. Jason's in South Morang. What's uh, what's tickling your fancy, Jason? Yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on what you think will happen if the trade does come to fruition with the three clubs with Jason mm. and Francis. We would be sitting, I'm a North supporter, we would be sitting with pick one and two. I'm just wondering what you think that might do, obviously as a North supporter trying to hold on to any shining light possible at this point. 
Yeah, oh, we were talking about that trade earlier, Jason. And, and look, if you if you get it, you get it. I'm, I'm not sure what you would do. I just can't see West Coast agreeing to this deal, to be honest. That involves them, you know, giving up two. They get Port Adelaide's pick eight and a future first round pick that again will be late. And Port Adelaide want Junior Rioli tacked into that as well. And West Coast have certainly talked tough with him and what he might be worth. I just can't see how West Coast could possibly sign off on that deal unless I'm, I'm missing something. I just can't see it. Yeah, I don't think so. It, one, one, it doesn't make sense. And two, when you look at West Coast, West Coast need top-end talent. And when I say top-end, if they then go and swap their pick two for eight and a – was it future – Future first, first from Port Adelaide. Yeah, which could be late in the first round next year. Yeah. They're not going to – they le- legitimately need top-end talent. So Good. if they were to swap two for maybe picks yeah. eight and – you know, 10 or you know, something like that, but it's, it's, they, they need it. Thanks, Chase. Cooper's in Warnable. Cooper, Josh Dunkley, what happens next? Um, I'm not sure. I was just thinking, um, we were, I was thinking where he would be playing and if he actually does come to the club. Well, I can't, I can't answer where he'd be playing. He'd be playing in the midfield. Of course he will. I still think he gets to, to Brisbane, BJ. Um, a lot of work to do, as we said many times today, that to get him there. But history would say nine times out of ten, they get to the club that they've nominated, even if it can get a little bit hairy at times. All sorts of threats are made. And uh, first shot across the bow from the Western Bulldogs that we brought you first thing this morning. They want two first-rounders. They don't want to give anything back. And they're prepared to walk him to the preseason draft, they're saying, at the moment. Still think he gets there, though, Coop, if you're a Brisbane supporter. I think you're not panicking, but you're a little bit concerned. John's in Paran. G'day, Johnny. Yeah, good afternoon, boys. Uh, I just want to get stuck into these opposition fans who are calling for Geelong to have trade bans and to be audited and looked at for their trade business. I think it's absolutely disgusting that we have opposition fans from these clubs who think, you know, that Geelong should be trade banned when they should take a look at their own club of business. You know, you've got Hawks fans in meltdown mode because they didn't land Jack Bowes. Well, maybe their club should be docked premiership points for next season for treating their players the way they are. You've got these other schmucks like Lachlan saying, oh, they're getting free meat and free dental. Well, maybe Lachlan needs to get an accountant and look at his own finance, finances because he clearly doesn't know what good economic management is. I, I mean, I'm sick, I'm sick to death of this. And you've, got, you've even got Tigers fans here. Oh, look at Geelong. How can they do this after winning a premiership? Do they not forget that they got Tom Lynch off the back of winning a premiership? Like, these fans need to put a sock in it. It's disgraceful. Good, Johnny. Bang. It's all poppy syndrome. It's all right, mate. <laughs> Johnny, and don't listen to Lachlan. I we can't agree. be can't be sure, but I think he might have been taking the P one double five old Lockie off the text earlier. Just <laughs> having a bit of fun, mate. Don't know, don't know. <laughs> there's no meat and there's no free dental down there. Uh, fact or fiction? Seriously, we've started something with that. Well, BJ, uh, the Lake Trade boys are assembling uh, out the back here. They have got a big afternoon ahead of them. I think that. It, it, it pains me to say that I think a lot of the trades seem to happen in their window. Why is that? Are they manufacturing something? Or just by virtue of the fact that it's well, the end yeah, of the working no, day? No, they've been around a while, so Sauce has been part of it. So you'd know, probably know based on history when the trades just go through. Well, so why just, not pick his time slot around that time? He just flip, pings a text off to his old mate saying, just hold off on that deal until 3.35. Yeah, maybe we'll that's discuss. just when they all just walk out of the, their offices and lodge the paperwork and... Mm. 
That's probably the latter. Yeah, it is probably the latter. Uh, that was a spicy call to end on, which I loved. So plenty to get to. This has been day four of the trade period. Our, uh, we bring you some uh, little tidbit of news just before we depart, BJ, uh, from Riley Beveridge, AFL website. Riley reporting West Coast are understood to have inquired about Port Adelaide's Dan Houston as part of the Junior Rioli talks and the three-team trade with North Melbourne and the number two pick. Houston signed a five-year deal with the power in March March this year, tying him through to 2027. I reckon Dan Houston. Start high. Might be, might be shocked to learn that, but that's what... Uh, right. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Golly Beverage is reporting at the moment. We'll be back tomorrow from 1 o'clock. Stay with us. Continental Tires Trade Radio.